This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Jewel, sous vide by Chef Steps. Jewel sous vide helps you make easy weeknight meals and delicious holiday dinners without stress or guesswork. It is hands-free and worry-free. It takes care of dinner for you. To get yours, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel. That's J-O-U-L-E. And use the code SPILLEDMILK to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash jewel, code SPILLEDMILK. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it eat. Today, we are talking about tea lattes. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've got, we're going to start with some disclaimers, some announcements. Uh, First of all, we are not talking much about chai lattes Mm -hmm. on this uh, this episode, or chai tea in general. That will be a whole separate episode. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and... And also, this this topic is huge mm-hmm. in a way that I could not have imagined. So it really is. Surely, we are going to leave some things out, or, or yeah, we're really just going to focus on three particular tea lattes that we like. Yeah, um, and this all started with the Starbucks Hoji Cha latte. So should we should we memory lane it? Let's memory lane right it. there. So I think that the first and only tea latte I, I, I really have had is the Hoji Cha tea latte, which I had for the first time in Tokyo with you when when we went. With you, uh, the listener. With you, the listener, when we went to Tokyo. Do you remember, Uh listener? When we brought you all along. When we went to Tokyo with you um, in October of 2017, Matthew Matthew wakes up earlier than I do. And and I would sleep until like 8 a.m. or so, and I would wake up and have a text from Matthew. You are making me sound like so much fun. Uh, you are fun. You you are fun. I mean, uh-huh. I, I got you to like go to bars with me and That's stuff. That's true. You're fun. You are 100% fun. I went to fun. bars. That's went, how fun I am. You went to bars. I would wake up at like 8 a.m. and I would look at my phone and I would already have a text from Matthew saying something like, I am out at the Starbucks at the Nakano Sun Mall. Like, let me know when you're awake. Yeah. 
Or you would be, what was the other place in the Nakano Sun Mall that you'd go to? Um, Cafe, the name's not coming to me. It was like across from a sock place or something. It was the one across from the sock place. Anyway, so, uh, wh- so I would get up and usually go meet you wherever you were. Anyway, one morning... When you were at the Starbucks, I arrived. You were already there sitting upstairs and you were drinking, I think, a hojicha latte or you had told me about it. So that was what I ordered. I'm, I'm feeling so nostalgic about this. And I also got, do you remember this thing? It was called like a like a Danish chocolate stick or something. It was so good. And it was kind of like, like brioche, like a cross between the texture of brioche and focaccia. Oh. And it was shaped a little bit like a hot dog bun only slightly more kind of square and Uh less like a long cylinder. And in the middle was like a baton of chocolate and it had been warmed up slightly. It's, it was like what you want every chocolate croissant to be. Yes. It was, but it was like yeastier than that somehow. Anyway, I carried my hojicha latte and my Danish chocolate stick upstairs to where you were and had the, most like unexpectedly delightful beverage experience. I, I just, it, it, this hojicha latte was possibly sweeter than, mm-hmm. than one might ideally have. I yeah, mean, it's if, definitely, if, they, they put in a few pumps. But it's got this like wonderful roasty hojicha thing. Yep. It's got like the great like texture of, of frothed milk, this sweetness. Oh my gosh, it was so delicious. And so when we were thinking about doing this episode, I was like, sign me up for some hojicha lattes. Maybe we should say now what hojicha is. Oh, let's do. Will you please say it? So hojicha is a Japanese green tea that has been roasted. So it doesn't really taste much like green tea anymore. Mm-hmm. It tastes sort of like like toasted beverages all, all have like like kind of a similar flavor I feel like yes, like, like if you've had like like a, gun my cha right or, yeah it all has to me sort of a uh, like a like a toasted rice smell mm-hmm. uh, the, like the it tastes the way toasted rice smells but it also it has like a bit of a little bit of like coffee character to it I hmm. think because because like I think some of what we think of as the flavor of coffee is the is the flavor of like roasted Roastiness? vegetable matter oh interesting I hadn't thought about it Whatever it is, it's so delicious, and I yes. feel like it's it's really well suited to to the sweetness uh, of milk. Yes, and it's much lower in caffeine than typical green tea. Oh, so like okay. it's, it's a beverage that kids drink in Japan, or that you can drink in the does, in the evening if you're a wimp like me. Does roasting like make the caffeine fall I, out? Or I something? think roasting makes some of the caffeine <laughs> fall out. Yes, I do always wonder about that. Like, does it like? I know that like proteins are the only things that get denatured, but like, does it like denature the caffeine or something? Well, it it like you know it oxidizes it probably. So does then that mean that it's like not bi- like bioavailable anymore? Or right, because like it, it breaks up the molecule into pieces. Do you think that anybody's listening anymore now? <laughs> oh no, we did it again two <laughs> weeks in a row. When we talked about the Instant Pot oh, episode. people love science. I know that you guys turned off that episode no, like they a third did not. of the way through. Okay, well, anyway. Okay, so Matthew, wait, what about your memory lane? Okay, so um, my memory lane also is pretty much the Starbucks hojicha latte. I don't remember, like, what, I don't think someone told me about it. I think I just, like, picked it off the menu at a Japanese Starbucks at some I'm point. I'm amazed that you would pick it off the menu. I would think you would be somebody who would scorn a tea latte because you you are a tea purist in many ways. Yeah, but I, like, I've been into, into matcha lattes recently also, which we're also going to talk about on this episode. You know, it's like, it, it's like the difference between, um, 
like making something at home, you know, with like beautiful ingredients and then having like a perfectly engineered food product. Like right. this is like the perfectly engineered food product uh, of these teas. Exactly. It's and it's like this this fluffy, delicious variety. And like the tea latte itself, like it's sort of hard to pinpoint like what is it exactly compared to like a tea with milk and uh, when uh, where did it come different, from? I but think. yeah, but like uh, you know, but it, I mean. Really, it, it's not that different. You know, it's it's got like foamed, steamed, foamed milk versus okay. unsteamed milk. Fine. Um, but I mean, like clearly, it's related to the cafe latte. It's related to masala chai. It's related to like English tea with milk. So, would you talk a bit about masala chai, just really briefly? What 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 is it? So, so masala chai, which which can be made with or without milk, but usually with, is uh, is like when you when you think of like chai tea, okay. that that is masala chai, masala referring to the spice blend that okay. goes in. Okay, great. So, so Matthew, so it's black tea made brewed with spices and then usually with added milk. With frothed milk, or um, it depends. Like okay. like I think more, more classically. Uh, chai is is just made with warmed milk, okay. but and sometimes the tea is brewed in the milk. We'll do a whole chai episode. Oh, great! Right, right. Sorry. So these so, started to appear. Yeah. It, it like when? When did we start having tea lattes? In the nineties um, is is when I first started, especially in the form of chai lattes. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's when like. Cafe latte had been around long enough that people that were that, playing with it. Yeah, and that that. Uh, you know, people needed a new beverage fad, I guess, and uh, so so that's when you started to see see um, chai lattes in in like non Indian contexts. Um, when you started to see like uh, uh, London Fog, which is an Earl Grey latte, then matcha lattes really only took off in the U.S. I feel like in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is probably related to certain health rumors about matcha being good for you, but also also just like, you know, we needed a new beverage to put on the menu. Yeah. And I think matcha, you know, became trendy sort of across the board mm-hmm. as like, you know, you could get your matcha madeleine at your nearby bakery. Oh, for sure. Stuff like that. Like, do you order these in the States too? Do you? Do you? Not very often. It's something I prefer to make at home because, like, I mean, they don't have the hojicha latte at Starbucks in the U.S. They do have it, like, occasionally, like, Fuji Bakery makes a hojicha latte in okay. Seattle. Like, um, you know, if, if, the, if you have, like, a, uh, a Japanese-focused bakery, they might sell it or, okay. or cafe. How is the um, one at Fuji Bakery? It's good. Cool. Um, you know, and it's not it's not hard to make a good hojicha latte, um, but we we kind of wanted to make the ultimate hojicha latte, and I think we succeeded. You have devoted yourself to this task in, in a way that I previously had not conceived of. You, the, a way you had not conceived of me devoting myself to anything. Pretty much. Right. No, so hold no, on. No, no, you... I've been neglecting my family for weeks so I could be down in the lab uh, creating the ultimate hojicha latte. I find it tough here in Seattle to even find hojicha in my like local grocery store. I have, I know that you ordered yours online. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I went to central market, which is in shoreline, which yep. is just sort of a big, good grocery store. And they did have some just sort of like cheap Japanese mm-hmm. brand of hojicha that was in tea bags. And that was, it was which fine. Would be perfectly good. It was yeah. fine. But I feel like, uh, so, so you ordered like fancy Fancy okay, so hojicha. I feel do you like do this—you don't need to. But this episode, I think, is going to be a little more useful than our average episode, maybe, because I'm going to talk. We're going to tell you where to get really good quality hojicha and matcha. 
Okay. And we're going to tell you how to make some of these drinks. Okay. Or at least the hojicha and the matcha latte, which I have strong feelings about both. Well, and I was sort of doubtful as to the, the need for devoting all of this attention and precision. I mean, you got out like your jeweler's scale. Right. To, to measure this stuff. AKA drug dealer's scale. Uh, yes. But now that, you, now that you've spent some time tweaking your hojicha latte, I, I get it. Like, it's really important to get the, the, the balance of like bitterness and sweetness and milk to tea, extraction of tea... And I think it, it right. this is our hojicha latte. We, I mean, we I developed this together generous. at your house. It's very generous. If you so <laughs> let me let me tell you the story, like how I got on this, particularly this this Japanese tea latte kick. Is this um, the story all about how your life got flipped, turned upside down by a hojicha latte? It and, is. And I should yes. just take and a minute I, and sit I, right back. And... I moved in with my aunt and uncle in Los Angeles, <laughs> who were way into hojicha lattes <laughs> because they were very wealthy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. And this this went on for a number of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Take so it away, Matthew. here's what happened. I was in Tokyo in September of this year, and I went to a tea shop called Saten in Nishiogikubo in Western Tokyo, near near where we stayed. Mm-hmm. And I got the matcha latte, which was actually I got the matcha macchiato which was the best matcha and milk drink that I ever had. Wow. Did, was the matcha, like you made me some matcha here at your house and it was very viscous. Mm-hmm. I know like that's that was yes. desirable. So was it like that? It's kind of like that. So this this guy who owns this shop, I should we should pause and I should look up his name so I can give him credit. He, he basically said, okay, like we're not going to do like traditional tea at this cafe. We're going to do like tea lattes and tea-based beverages, but I'm going to think about every ingredient and every aspect of them and make them as good as they can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So I got the matcha and he, you know, he used high quality matcha. He whisked it by hand and then he used good milk that he had steamed and, uh, and just made a little uh, unsweetened matcha and, and milk, uh, you know, with a little latte this art going on. very precious. Yes. His his most popular drink is his iced matcha latte, which is just like uh, really delicious organic milk on ice. And then he whisks some matcha and dumps it on top of that. Okay. Really good. And then I didn't get it, but I watched him make a hojicha latte. And I was like, I, you know, I am too full. I like, I can't have any more tea right now, but when I get back to Seattle, I'm going to make a hojicha latte like this. And what he did was he brewed some overly strong hojicha in an AeroPress. Okay. Which is, can you describe the AeroPress? I had never really seen it in use before. So I I use an AeroPress to make my coffee every morning. It makes a single, a single cup of of coffee or beverage of your choice. And basically it's kind of this barrel shaped thing um, that it's like a piston almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got this cylinder and then it's got this, um, this smaller cylinder that fits inside of it and that has like a gasket so that there's some friction as you push the smaller gasket. There's some friction as you push the piston. As you push the smaller, the smaller cylinder down into the, the bigger one. The bigger one has coffee grounds in it or or tea if you're making hojicha or whatever and you're pressing it through a filter that's at the bottom of the uh-huh. bigger cylinder so it kind of it, it, it was marketed as like an approximation of espresso because it is a pressurized way of extracting flavor from the coffee beans yeah so it gets so you give it it's more the tea gets squeezed more than if you were making it in a teapot and like gets aerated a little more But the tricky thing for me is that when you and I were playing around with this, with the AeroPress at my house, it was easy to to get a 
bitter tasting yes. tea. And hojicha is a tea you, you brew for a very short amount of time anyway, mm-hmm. like one minute. Yeah. So how do you get strong tea without bitterness? Uh, by using lots of leaves to not very much water. Okay. And and brewing for a relatively short time. Okay. So you avoid the like bitterness of over extraction. Yeah. So because... when I made it just now, I basically just put in enough boiling water just to cover a mound of leaves. Okay. So like you want the tea to be like unpleasantly strong to drink straight, but not bitter. Okay. Great. Um, so he did that. So he did that. And then he stirred a little bit of uh, some kind of dark brown raw sugar into the tea and then added some steamed milk. This sounds really delicious. I love the idea of the dark brown, like kind of, or just yes. just unbleached sugar. Like every other customer in this shop besides me was a uh, woman in her twenties who was Instagramming her drink, <laughs> including the woman you who ordered the hoji chop. Right in. It was great. So I came back from that and like I want to start making tea and milk drinks like this guy. So you ordered yourself a steamer. I ordered myself a milk foamer. It okay. doesn't actually steam, okay. but it's basically so. In retrospect, I think it would have been fine if I'd just gotten one of those like wand things, the foaming wand that yeah. has a little little whisk at the end, because mm-hmm. um, this is basically that in an electric kettle, but it works fine. Okay. Okay. And uh, and so you spent all this time sort of like tweaking and, and testing how spent much- Spent a lot of time tweaking. Yeah. How much- tea to brew for how mm-hmm. long and we're going to give these recipes and then you you figured out exactly how much milk to add yep did you okay and you were there when most of this I happened. know it was just unbelievably I, I mean I, I remember was, saying to I you Matthew actually like wearing a lab coat like, this but is I might like as well legit recipe development like I feel like Christopher Kimball would would be or the the folks at Cooks Illustrated would be delighted with your precision. Yeah, when they heard about it, they they hired me on the spot. Yeah, I wondered where you were getting the money to buy that beautiful purple sweatshirt <laughs> you're wearing. <laughs> Same as last time. Mm-hmm. This this beautiful Hanes brand <laughs> yeah. purple sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah, it was a big investment. Uh-huh. Um, so that's basically the story. Okay. Do you make this frequently? Um, I mean, I certainly have been since we developed the recipe. And you were using these like little packets of coconut sugar. Why were you doing that? Because it was the the raw sugar that was on sale at QFC. Oh, so any raw so, sugar will yeah, do. Yeah, I think, yeah, like a sugar in the raw. Well, like one that'll dissolve easily. Um, okay. not, not like one with huge crystals that's meant for sprinkling. And, okay, so hochicha lattes, these are obviously something that if you live in the States... You're most gonna, likely you're, you're going to be, be making, making it yourself. What about matcha lattes? So matcha lattes you can certainly get at a chain coffee place. Starbucks I've, has them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like the U.S. Starbucks matcha latte. I think it is too sweet. Okay. Um, I think it doesn't have enough matcha flavor. Um, I feel like this is exactly what everyone would expect me to say, and yeah. I'm living up to your expectations. Okay. Um, I, I'm curious to try it because I know that I I, I have sort of more uh, I I have less uh, exacting requirements yeah. of my matcha, and also I think that I my palate uh, can't doesn't usually respond well to the strength of matcha that you yes. like. But, so maybe this is maybe this is like a drink that I'm going to be into. Um, yeah, well, but also maybe the one I make you would be into too, because like uh, I think wife of the show Lori, I think feels the same way as you about okay. about matcha drinking in general. But I made her a homemade matcha latte in the style of Satan, 
Um, now it, I'm really, is it too late? It's to get, not too late. Can you make one for me? Yeah. So let's pause. I'm going to look up that guy's name so okay. I can give him credit. I'm okay. going to make, some, make us some matcha lattes and we'll be back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a new concept in eyewear. It is fashion-forward glasses. You order them online at a very reasonable price, and they come right to your door. Yeah, I mean, I want to be specific here. These glasses start at $95, yeah, including that prescription cheap. lenses. They've got anti-glare lenses, anti-scratch coatings, and for every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Yep, so we did the home try-on program. They sent each of us five pairs to try. We got to pick out on the website which ones we wanted to try. They sent them over with uh, you know blank lenses in them. We tried them on, picked our favorites, and Warby sent those favorites with prescription lenses right to us. Yep, and we got to send back the try-on ones with a prepaid shipping label. Could not have been easier. Yeah, it is 100% free. Your dog could do it. <laughs> so head to warbyparker.com slash spilled milk and order your free home try-ons today. Choose the five frames you want to try, mail them back once you've chosen one, and then go online, add your prescription, and order them. Yep, that's warbyparker.com slash spilled milk to begin your free home try-on today. This episode is brought to you by Grove. So I don't know if you've noticed, but it's the holidays. I've noticed. You may already have house guests. I hope you've noticed that, if, um, if you do. Yes, I just noticed an uncle behind my couch. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, you're probably going to have extra laundry to do. Yep. You're going to have extra dishes to wash. Your stove's probably going to get dirty. You need to have cleaning products on hand, preferably ones that smell good, that don't make you gag on fumes, and preferably that are delivered to your door with free shipping and free returns, no questions asked. If I wanted that, if I wanted to be able to clean up after a slobby uncle, I would go to Grove Collaborative. Yep. They've got all the brands that you love, like Mrs. Meyers, Method, 7th Generation, and their own flagship line. Yeah, this really stuff great. is sponges, bottle cleaners, like all that stuff. It's gentle enough for a baby, but strong enough for an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up at grove.co slash spilled milk. And if you spend 20 bucks, they'll send you a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free. That's grove.co slash spilled milk. So, okay, so this matcha latte is made in like a small bowl because you whisk mm -hmm. the matcha in there, yeah. right? Okay. So, which, and of course, I could have whisked the matcha in the bowl and then poured it into like a demi tasse cup, which is what Koyama san does at Saten in Nishiogikuba. I just, do, are, is there anything else you'd like to say in Japanese? No, thanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, wait, you wrote here on the agenda avoid culinary grade matcha. So, I know how this makes me sound, but. <sighs> But you you can it anyway. Like, good matcha is expensive. Um, it's, I mean, on a per-serving basis, is it as expensive as other things that you probably already enjoy all the time, like a liquor or something? No. no. Um, but, like, you know, if you, go to, if you go to the store, like, even at, like, a Japanese supermarket, you will see, like, very affordable, like, culinary-grade matcha, which is just not tasty. Okay. And you can, you know, if you put in enough milk and enough sugar, it'll be fine, and it'll give it a nice greenish color. But I think if you're going to be making a matcha latte at home, it's really worth getting good quality matcha. And again, we will get link to a good source of that at a pretty reasonable price. And and so if you were to go into your like chain coffee shop, mm -hmm. the matcha latte there would likely be made from some sort of like a mix. Like yeah, would it like, come out of like a little like a UVH. Yeah, it could be something? could be like that or a powder. Wait, is, that, is that the right are those the right initials? It's not, but I can't think of what the right ones are now. <laughs> 
Let's um, think. PVC, UVA, um, CDC. Yeah, it's a carton from the CDC. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Drop it in your nearby hazards box, UT, your sharps uh, container, UHT. when you're done with it. UHT, there we go. Yeah, ultra high temperature. Okay. Oh, I have another story. Okay. Um, all right, do we, we're still talking about matcha lattes, aren't we? I think so. Can yeah. I have another sip of your matcha yeah, latte? Uh, yeah, I thought this was our matcha latte. I can't drink this whole thing. Oh, yeah, I really like that. Um, okay, wait, what's your story? Oh, so um, remember a minute ago I, I was saying I should have got, gotten one of those uh, foaming wands? Yes. Uh, not, not like the, the like steaming wand like at a coffee shop, but like the, little, the, the one that's battery-powered and is a little rotating whisk. But then you would have to like warm up your milk separately. I would. It, 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 I don't think it would save you any dish it doing. It probably wouldn't, but I, I wouldn't have to have a separate milk foaming pitcher that would yeah. have to live on my You've shelf. You've all of a sudden become someone who's really into gadgets. I really have. Huh? Yeah. So, wife of the show, Lori, was recently at a cafe here on Capitol Hill in Seattle and saw something that neither she nor I has ever seen before, which was a woman ordered a, like, a coffee, put milk in the coffee, like, or half and half mm-hmm. from the, from the condiment stand and then pulled out one of these battery powered foaming wands stuck it in her cup of coffee while she was still in the cafe and whizzed it up and foamed the milk whoa Uh uh-huh wow i wonder if she had like a like a special little sleeve that then she put the 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 foaming wand back into because then she's got to carry around a dirty foaming wand all day and everybody knows nothing is worse than carrying around a dirty foaming wand what if she just tossed it back in her purse and like the the audacity of this because like we we assumed like what she was going for was like here's how i can make a cheap latte by just ordering a drip coffee and turning it into something sort of like a latte but like doing it right in front of them i can't even imagine that it would foam well either because i mean what makes the milk foam is like the properties of the milk which are then just heavily watered down by coffee um, lady, I mean, lady, I wasn't there. lady. I haven't tried it. What were you thinking? Isn't there a song that begins "Lady, Lady, Lady" from like Probably. the '80s or something? It's called "Lady from the '80s." I think it was like uh, Michael or uh, like Michael McDonald or Lionel Richie. Um, I think you're right. I don't remember this song exactly, and I feel bad. Like whenever you mention a song and I don't know the song, I feel like I've really let you down. Yeah. And not just you, but everybody. Everybody. Okay. Like what when about... I didn't know that Michael Jackson song. That was bad. Which Michael I mean, Jackson? No, it wasn't bad. It was a different song. <laughs> <laughs> which which one? It like, was uh, You Dirty Are Not Ta- Alone. Is oh, that what it's called? Yeah. And now I, I am know. here with you. Yes. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> okay. So other tea lattes that we are going to discuss on the show. The London Fog. Yes. Which I think I first learned about because I saw my mother order it somewhere. It's really tasty. So it is, it's made with Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. And then foamed milk, and it usually has vanilla syrup yes. in it. Um, which I think can often be pretty yucky and sweet, but it's really, I mean, obviously anything can be yucky and not good. If- anything can be yucky. <laughs> that That is the motto of our food show. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. Yes. I think I things I think you things know that are not made well are bad. Is <laughs> yeah, what you're saying? That's right. What I'm trying to say, but anyway, it's like a really harmonious combination. Like, because Earl Grey is bergamot, right? Yes. It's got this like citrusy situation, mm-hmm. which is so nice with like the sweetness and lemon. It, you know, it's like it's like squeezing a lemon wedge into your iced tea, only different. It's it's exactly like that, only not. Yeah. Yes. I recently had um, a variation on the London Fog. I believe I had it at Ghost Note Coffee in Seattle, which is a very nice little coffee shop. Um, a is that Lon- where you have the Sparkle Pony? I think it might be where I have the Sparkle Pony. Okay. Um, it was uh, the London Smog, which mm. was made with Lapsang Souchong instead of Earl Grey, so a smoky Smoked. tea. Real wow. tasty. Oh, uh, Lapsang Souchong was um, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather's favorite tea. Isn't it strange these like little bits of trivia uh-huh. that we know about our our forebears? Yes, forebears. I think it's forebears, but that it makes it sound like instead of like four grandparents, like your four grandparents are about all bears. our forebears. <laughs> Wait, what do you know about your forebears? Oh, well, let's see. Um, like like my grandparents in particular. Anybody like like random? What random facts do you know about people in your family? Like my grandfather's oh, favorite tea was Lapsang Souchong. My um, grandmother loved wearing red shoes. I mean, nanny um, always had a pair of my red shoes. Grandfather was a mean alcoholic. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> My, but my other grandfather was it was an innovator in the glass industry, glass and ceramics. Oh, that's cool. Is it? But what about uh, fun but facts like, about things they liked or didn't like? I don't know. What about Judy I Amster, mean, mother um, of the show? Oh, like all kinds of stuff. But like, like in what specific realm? So I mean, she loves making cheesecake. So, so Tony Weisenberg, okay. other mother of the show, is is an avid moviegoer. Oh, my, my mom loves movies, too. Big fan of popcorn. These are things I think about, like, when I think about my mother. My mother, the moviegoer. When I was a kid, my mom uh, would always often go to the movies with her friend Murr, um, who's, who she's still still uh, good friends with. How, um, how do you spell and they that? Were, I believe it's M-U-R-R. Okay. I think it's short for Muriel, so it could be M-U-R. Okay. Um, and uh, but the thing they always did was went to the movies and they saw a lot of movies like I still I don't think this is true so much anymore. But I still think of my mom as a person who like she if there is a movie out, she has seen. the yes. movie. Oh, my gosh. Our unless, moms should go to movies. Yeah, together. Unless it's way outside the genres that she likes. Yeah. OK. What, what else about your mom? Um, and I th- and I would think of them as always going to like grown up movies. Like something, <laughs> something movies that you wouldn't go see. Not like adult movies, but yeah, but like movies that like I, as like an eight year old or whatever, would be like, I do not understand why this exists. Okay, <laughs> it's all about feelings. Oh, feelings. <laughs> I mean, I like that kind of movie now, sort of. Sort of. I mean, I would, would I take a feelings movie over a Fast and Furious movie? Probably not. Uh, so, like, one uh, time I made my mom watch The Matrix, and she hated it. Really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> the Matrix is high art. It's pretty good. I mean, kind of actually like me- medium art. It's medium art, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I first had to watch The Matrix for uh, a college class. Didn't oh, you love college classes like that where you absolutely. were just like doing bullshit like watching The Matrix? I took a class called Music of Protest, which was not a bullshit class. Like it oh, was, we've um, talked about this. Yes, um, but I we got to like take turns bringing in uh, protest songs that we liked and discussing them. And I think I, I played a bad religion song. I think I would have brought in like Minor Thread mm-hmm. at that yeah. time or something. Yeah. Um, I recently for Halloween, I had the idea that I was going to make a bad religion pumpkin and um, my uh, my child talked me out of it. Oh, Matthew. 
Don't don't let her do that. Well, you know. Okay. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so Lapsang Suchong, London Smog. Yes. So, and I think maybe that's, those are all the tea lattes we're going to cover today. Okay. I mean, there are so many, we've got to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yes, that's yeah. what it's all about. Yep. Just like our therapists are always teaching yep. us. Nothing funnier yeah. than talking about therapists. My therapist just told me to see more movies with feelings. <laughs> Fewer car chases, more feelings, she said. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I said, what if, What about a movie? I mean, you know, those Fast and Furious movies, it's not just car chases. There's also a lot about family and like the family that you make and the family that you take. That you bake. I'm not- <laughs> and, you know, you got to know how to hold them and, and how, and to, how fold to fold them. them and when to walk away mm-hmm. and, and when to run. This, that's that is weird something that, that a therapist my can therapist really told help me all you of sort that. out. I thought she made it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And okay. then, she, then she started counting her money, which I thought was. <laughs> Kind so of inappropriate. Weird. In front of you? <laughs> she didn't even wait till you'd left the room? No, she was sitting at the table. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Grove. Grove makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family, and they make sure you never run out. They've got their own safe, effective, affordable Grove flagship products. They've got all your favorite brands all in one place, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. Sign up at grove.co slash spilled milk, and you might get a free Mrs. Meyers gift set with your order of 20 bucks or more. And when we say might, we mean you will. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thanks Grove, for clarifying. Grove.co slash spilled milk. <laughs> All right. Um, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll post a link to uh, 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 the website where I order my hojicha and matcha um, and the specific uh, products that uh, that I endorse. Um, and uh, we'll, what else did I say we were going you know, we'll to link to? Um, we'll link to Kenny Rogers' song, The Gambler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, surely we've talked on the show before about what a huge Kenny Rogers fan I was when I was a young child. I think so. Specifically, I love Kenny Rogers is amazing. The album, The Gambler. Like he, Kenny Rogers has, has uh, like made an in, has an interesting balance, I think, of like really good music and schlock. What what which ones do you call really good music? Like oh, the I gambler, think the gambler obviously. is really good. Yeah. What about uh, Lucille? I think good. What about Islands in the Stream? Boy, that really straddles the line, the schlock line, doesn't it? Hold on. What else is on the album, The Gambler? Um, the Gambler. Right, because this was lady. When, yeah. Uh, you're my lady. No, how, how else does it go? <laughs> Close enough. What else? Um, what else? Other Kenny Rogers songs? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember anymore off the top of my head. I'm sure, again, like I used listeners- to do the whole album. My mom could sit me down on this sofa in the den, in the house where I was growing up, and I would listen to the album all the way through. I was like three years old. Kentucky Homemade Christmas, a song that uh, I used to be in a band called Fluffy Kittens, and every year we would do a Christmas single, and that was one of them. Okay, it's so just we'll link another to the homemade Christmas in Kentucky. I've probably heard it before. Um, just odds and ends I've fashioned with my heart and with my hands. Just like this show. Exactly. Uh, I'm Matthew Epsterberg. I'm Molly Weisenberg. trying to say I've cooled down, but the way it it started to come out was I've chilled down. And then I was like, what does that even mean? But I don't know why I've really cooled down because I've been working so hard making podcasts. 
It is about balance. You know, like when people say like, how do you handle like your work-life balance? You're like, well, when my podcast gets sillier, my writing gets more serious. We've got, we've got a best-selling self-help book in this concept. Yeah. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.